Welcome back to That's the Tea. This is the podcast that shares football news in the most digestible way possible. My name is Arjun. and I'm here with my co-host Ryan. And guess what? It's part four of State of the Franchise, and we are going to tackle the latter half of the East. We are talking about the NFC East today. Ryan, how are you doing today? And if you can describe the NFC East in one word, what would it be? Doing all right. Still, still got the allergies from last week, like I mentioned. And you told me it's a different COVID strain. So, yes, got COVID. Um, one word for the NFC East. Kind of boring. Low-key. Like, I, I did not enjoy doing these four teams. No offense to their teams or anything, because, like, some teams aren't, aren't bad. They're on the come-up or some teams are already there. But I just didn't really enjoy looking at these teams. Did you? I think what frustrated me the most when kind of like preparing these notes was like how little of like how little transactions were made in the NFC East for a division that needed help. Like that I would argue needed one of the most help outside of like the South. Come on. Like you look, at, like, the, you look at the first team and you see who they got in free agency. And I'm like, what the heck, man? I mean, they're, they're, they're like the problem child. Of, the, like, of all the, the, the divisions because it's like, this is the same division that was fighting to like not win? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No one wanted to no one wanted to win the division. Yeah, Worst in 2020. Pick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. It's a problem child. Definitely, definitely. But for this week, um, we will be talking about the New York Giants, the Washington Commanders, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Dallas Cowboys. So, Let's get started in reverse order of standings. And we're going to start with the New York Giants who ended the season four and 13. <laughs> Ryan, I'm going to add, I'm going to spice this up a little bit. One, were you surprised at their record? And two, why do you think they got this record? I think I was a little bit surprised because I feel like there was a lot of hype going in around certain players. I mean, we'll name them what went wrong, but I expected them to do slightly better. Maybe in the, six to seven range okay, of wins okay. but then they ended up with four not a fan not a fan yeah it's i i had pretty high expectations i thought daniel jones was going to take that leap no no but i don't think it's daniel jones fault i okay you give him the weapons he needs and if he fails then it's his fault okay fair 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 thank you yeah. i always defend Danny Dimes. <laughs> you always, always defend Danny Dimes. So let's talk about it then. What went wrong for the New York Giants last year? Kenny Galladay, hundred percent, just oh, overrated. No, not, not hundred percent, just overrated. Hundred percent, a thousand percent, a thousand. Thank you, two thousand, three thousand. Make turn this to a bid. It, it, it was bad. I feel like he's like okay. I don't want to say it now because Allen Robinson's already on the Rams. So he'll probably do Alan fine. Robinson, yeah, but good. like. It feels like it. It's like there's so much hype around these guys, and year after year, it's just what the heck. Mm, I see. I see. I'm like trying to think of a. I think a really good comparison. Sorry, don't hate me, but actually, it's fine. I could probably outrun him. Alshon Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting Alshon Jeffrey vibes when he signed with the Eagles. You just I feel like the too. ghost of him, the ghost of Kenny Holiday, the ghost of Alshon Jeffrey. What was left of the remains of him? True. Zero TDs. Really? Zero TDs the, from King Holiday. end zone threat. The... Yes, for the, for the end zone threat. I'm pretty sure zero TDs. I can double check, but you can move on to the next guy. That is... That was bad. That is wild. 
I mean, <sighs> yeah, zero TDs. I personally think it was the offensive line, and it was the, and it was honestly the weapons around him. I feel like he yeah. can stay healthy. Which take one, yikes. See, okay, oof. So with you defending Danny Dimes, I will defend Saquon Barkley. Okay, go ahead. How are you supposed to run it with that line? Najee Harris. Have you seen his? Had, did you see his efficiency though? Saquon Barkley's. Najee Harris. Or is it like three, two? Two or three per, yeah, per carry, right? Three point one, three point two, yeah. Well, what's take ones? Like I might even <laughs> it might be a little bit higher, off the top of my head. But my whole point is that, like, you know, you had Big Ben playing. If we're gonna compare like Pittsburgh with the with the Giants, yes, their offensive line was complete garbage, but also you know, the Steelers were in competitive games. Okay. 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 So Saquon Barkley rushed for 162 times. He was injured, right? Correct. Yes. Uh-huh. Correct. Uh, 3.7 average. Najee Harris rushed for 307 times, 3.9 average. Okay. I mean, they're basically the same. They're basically the same. I guess my argument is the fact that, you know, like the Giants were 4-13, and 13, right? So they were playing from behind most True. of the time. Okay. So obviously they weren't leaning on Saquon to run the ball. And obviously it, the run wasn't working at the beginning of the game. Yes, yes, yes. Like, <laughs> like they abandoned the run a lot faster than the Steelers. So with that being said, with that being said, also it's the offensive line, like a thousand percent is the offensive line. It was hot trash. It's hot. Daniel Jones got sacked a lot, a lot more than Big Ben. Yes, Big Ben looks like he gets sacked a lot. It's just because his one sack, he just falls down slowly. Looks like yes, yes. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> at the end of the day, like it really was it's, the offensive line. That's what they needed to address in the draft yeah. and in free agency. It was the weapons around him that needs help. I mean, their first round pick is already questionable. Kadarius Tony. I feel like mm-hmm. there, there were trade rumors around him, mm-hmm. him not showing up. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But what went well or right, uh, I think Aziz Ojulari, round yes. two pick, led the team in sacks. So their defense. Maybe not that bad. It's just their offense. I think they're going to be trending in the right directions. It's interesting because I feel like they got an offensive-minded coach. So who knows? I feel like the scheme might just flip. OC from uh, the Bills. Bills. Yeah, we'll talk about yes. that in a bit. Yeah, so let's talk about some new additions, though. Let's transition to some free agents, even though I really don't want to. So they lose Evan Ingram. And, you know, they were aggressive in the tight end market. Very aggressive. They got Jordan Jordan Akins and Ricky yeah. Seals Jones. Yes. Not just one, but two. No, not just one, two. And, you know, here's my favorite part. They're built the same. Yeah. They're like, you know, just in case we get an Evan Ingram who can't stay on the field, we got a second one. <laughs> two Evan Ingrams. Uh, that was fast, though. I don't Excuse understand. Me, but that was that was a head scratch. You know what's another head scratch? Tyrod Taylor. I guess he's a premium. Here. He's going to start. Start? No, no. Yeah. He's not starting. Justin Herbert. You gotta let him start. You gotta let him start. Oh, something's let him happen. start, and then the fire ignites within <laughs> Danny Dimes. Exactly, and Tyrod Taylor, you know, might get poked in the eye or something. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll pay the doctor. He'll pay the doctor. And then last kidding, but not I'm least, kidding. do not cancel me. I am very kidding. <laughs> last do not but condone least, paying doctors. Yes, do not. Do not. Do that. Yeah. Um, last but not least, they signed defensive end. You know this guy, Jihad Ward. 
Oh, yes. Good. Former Raider. Round two pick. Round two. Did he pan out? Was he a round two pick? Was he a good round two pick? No, no, no. That's why he's not on the team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if you're good, you stay on the team. <laughs> like yeah. Max Crosby. Like Max. Oh, so Yannick Ngakwe wasn't good. No, Max Crosby's better. You you know you know that you know that for real. Uh, yeah, I can yeah. see that. Okay, I can thank see you, that. thank you. Moving on to the draft, I feel like the Giants had a pretty good draft though. I know we were kind well, of. Well, I mean, you have two top ten, <laughs> two top ten picks. <laughs> There's you, no way you can fumble this. Hey, remember the Browns that one year? Okay. When, when okay. they got when they signed who who um Corey Coleman. Oh yeah, dude, <laughs> pick nineteen, I think. Yeah. Corey Coleman. Trash, but still, mm-hmm. how do you pick? Uh, anyways, but. You go Kayvon Thibodeau at the 105. You get Evan Neal at the 107. And then you pick your premier wide receiver for this new offense. You get Wandale Robinson, who's supposed to be really good. I like Wandale Robinson a lot. And I think I think he's going to be the one. Kadarius Tony's like that gadget player, too. Like a Curtis Samuel. Wow, okay. Good luck, Daniel Jones. If he fails, it's going to be really tough. I feel like if he fails, it's still not enough weapons for him. Because all the weapons you're wow. giving him are, like, unproven. I, I feel like, like this is like another Derek Carr situation with Daniel Jones just having less on his resume than Derek Carr. See, that's it's kind of like you give him like, Kenny Galladay and you re-give him Kenny Galladay for year two, expecting something else to be happening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like but, there's um, nothing new. But you give him a, you you buff up the offensive line with with, Evan Neal. with rookies though. That's the problem. Evan too, Neal I feel. is the most pro-ready okay. offensive okay. line. Okay. How about the how, how about the receiver the. Pre- Sure, he could be the wide receiver one in the future, but year one, mm-hmm. it's kind of like Deion Jones has to work through that again. Correct. Yes, and unfor- I mean, like, yeah, like his situation's not perfect, but also it's still his prove a year. True. Regardless. True. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is his last year wearing the Giants uniform. Like, as unfortunate as it is, like, yeah, I wish they gave him more weapons, but like, it's up to the team if they they see enough in him to. I agree. Him that I contract. agree. Mm-hmm. But. I guess in terms of head coach and new GMs, yes, they got a new head coach, Brian Dable, formerly from the Buffalo Bills. So, Dabble. oh, Dable, excuse me. <laughs> I'm kidding. Dable's probably right. Brian Dable. Brian um, Dable. I guess we could talk about what to look forward to in terms of breakout players. Ryan, take it away. What do you have for just, your NFL? I gotta say congratulations player? to Brian first, you know. Oh, the, the right Brian. Uh, all right, breakout players, NFL. Maybe more of Aziz Odulari. I think the main question I had here for you, because I couldn't answer the question. So with Kayvon Thibodeau coming in, will Odulari shine even more? Or will Thibodeau kind of just take over? Because, you know, will teams focus on him or the, the, the sack leader from last year? I think what's going to happen is that I, it's Odulari, right? Yes. He will remain constant, which is not bad. You know what I'm saying? Which is not he bad. led the team last year. He Almost double digit sacks. Oh, and that's that's a good amount, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to bring in Kayvon Thibodeau, I feel like he will at least be good, maybe not better, but he's not gonna he's not gonna go down to like five sacks, in my personal opinion. He's so too they will both have the same seasons. I think very similar I think, seasons. I think Kayvon Thibodeau will have a better season, but Ojolari will will repeat what he did last year. Is what I'm saying. There'll oh, like okay, a little okay, bit okay. of like okay. there won't be a regression. Is what I'm trying to say. I see. Okay. Okay. In that case, then, maybe no breakout. Do you have any players for your NFL list? It was Wondell Robinson, and it was mainly just because it's a new regime. You draft 
they went out and drafted their premier weapon. And with all the talks about Kadarius Tony, mm-hmm. them him not showing up to OTAs and doing all these all that extra prep, it really makes me feel like it's going to be a Brandon Ayuk situation. I feel it. You know what's funny? I start realizing a pattern or in, in my head, I'm thinking every offensive player that we put on the NFL breakout list has a solid chance of being on the fantasy football li- list next year. Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's just because yeah. like we feel them, but we don't feel them enough. We got to see, we got to see the tape, like the exactly. NFL tape first. Exactly. Um, in terms of fantasy football, you're probably going to get mad at me, but I don't really care. I put Saquon Barkley and I think he'll be a top, at least a top 15 running back. Yeah. And he's at not being drafted as one. At least you have a player. So maybe you can get him for a steal. Because, 100%. Yeah. Just don't overdraft him, you know, even though he's higher on your draft board. Don't do a if, triple M. If I could get him in the second round, I would. Mid to late. Anyway, oh, oh, mid mid to late. Okay. Not bad. Yes. For, for me, I literally wrote, not excited for any offensive players from this team. Mm-hmm. Pretty lackluster. Don't, no chance. <laughs> would you draft Daniel Jones? You think it's like a joke, but like, what if he repeats and be and like ends up having a Josh Allen year? Like two. I think two years in ago. that case, then Daniel Jones is worth a late round flyer. Maybe after round twelve, you know, uh-huh. if, if you didn't draft a really good quarterback, okay. eh, why not? Right. So, like, what quarterback would you have to have drafted for you to be like, yeah, I guess Daniel Jones is, the, is worthwhile. I'm not. I'm not. Don't don't hate me when I say this. Let's say it's round 11 and you draft Derek Carr and he's the 13th quarterback off the board or the 12th mm-hmm. quarterback. Cause you know, people yeah. like to draft two quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, people yeah, get yeah, the, yeah. the Joe okay. Burrow and the, and the Herbert, right? Okay. You get Derek Carr. Are you like, okay, I need a backup plan. Let me go and get Daniel Jones. No, no, Derek Carr. No, I Derek think you Carr. asked the wrong person. I feel okay. like if I had like Jalen Hurts, yeah, I, I would definitely. Wow, that's so interesting. Because I think Jalen Hurts has, okay, we'll talk about him later, but quick five seconds. He has the running ability, which I think is really good, but he doesn't have the game winning ability just yet. But I feel fantasy football don't matter. Oh, you're right. Oh, God. Okay, you're right. You're right. Unless wins count towards fantasy points. You are right. <laughs> But do they have a chance of winning their division? Am I honest, answer? It's, it's a yes. It's a yes, yeah. It's a yes. Okay, all right. Explain yourself, sir. I think that this is the one division where I can see any of these teams winning the division. You're crazy. That's kind of wild. I said no. That's fair. I, I think maybe Brian Dabble, you know, yeah. could could unlock something out of Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. But so far, I think from what we've seen, it's just kind of mediocre play from the no, whole team. Fair. Yeah, that's very fair. I think he can turn it around, though, because that mediocre play really reminds me of like what the Bills had before. Uh, before he came. Yeah, and, and they turned it around. So um, if not this year, next year, the only reason why I say that's, that this team couldn't win the division is because I wouldn't be surprised if we have a repeat of like, what, two or three on 2020 when like someone in this division sneaks in with a losing record. Ah, yes. Yes. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if they win the division is what I'm saying. Um, anything else for the Giants before we move on to the next team? No, I think we spent enough time on the Giants. I think we spent too, too much, much time. To be so yeah. we'll, we'll, I think we'll, we'll speed it up. This next team. Yeah, we'll breeze through this team. It's the Washington Commanders who went 7-10. and 10. Ryan, I could start off with this one. I was disappointed in this team. Immensely. You thought it would be better. thousand percent. After because of? Their 2020 season when they literally were the toughest team that Tampa Bay played during the Super Bowl run. Yes. 
in the playoffs. Like I at least thought that they would be 10 and seven. I thought their, their record would be flipped, but I guess kind of bleeding into what went wrong, Chase Young. I mean, he got injured. A thousand percent. I uh, feel like injuries added up and Taylor Heineke was not the answer. He was not, so I, I think your prediction kind of wrote off Taylor Heineke being the answer or potentially being the answer. But it looked like he was like, okay, you know, he wasn't that yes. great. Did they sign Ryan Fitzpatrick? But then he got hurt week one, right? Was that like the whole thing? And then Taylor Heineke had to take over? Or was Taylor Heineke the, the starter? I don't I remember. I, I literally do not know anything. Yeah. Um, I'll take a look, but you go and let me know what you think went wrong or did you expect him to have this record? Yeah, uh, I think Antonio Gibson went right. Terry McLaurin went right. Those are the two stars on spotlights for this offense for this upcoming season and for seasons to come. Um but the one thing, though, I mean, low-key, I felt J.D. McKissick kind of stole thunder from Gibson sometimes, too. So, I mean, I think offensively, they're halfway there. I think what went wrong, I mean, one guy, if we're pointing fingers, Curtis Samuel, I think mm-hmm. him being reunited with Ron Rivera didn't do much. I remember we were high on this pairing, and it didn't work out. They didn't really have a wide receiver, too, because mm-hmm. Curtis pretty, Samuel was supposed to do that. Yeah, and he was hurt all season. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, I, I will talk about that in a bit about Curtis Samuel. I'm intrigued about him, but we'll he is something to kind of talk about as we talk about the breakout players in a bit. Anything else about like what went wrong, what went right for this nope. team before we talk about new additions? So I think the big one, we'll just really talk about it. One of them is Carson Wentz. He acquired him from the Colts by a trade. As much as I hate to say it and I really don't want to go back and forth on it because I think it's like an absolute fact. Carson Wentz is an upgrade from Taylor Heineke. Yes. Whether it be a 1% upgrade, it is an upgrade. Regardless. No, he's, he's better. On top of that, they actually buffed up their offensive line. Again, it's with, I don't want to, they're kind of washed offensive guards though. It's Andrew Norwell and Trey Turner who were really great three or four years ago. Yeah. But kind of fell off. And I guess that's kind of why they landed with the commanders, but they did need to kind of replenish the offensive line after Brandon Sheriff left in free mm-hmm. agency. He also re-signed J.D. McKissick um, after he signed with the Bills for one day and then said, never mind, I want to play for the Commanders. J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick. Moving on to the draft, though. At the 116, they drafted Jahan Dotson. Were you surprised about this pick at all? I mean, I, I think it's just they don't have enough weapons outside mm-hmm. of Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. So potential brother of uh josh doxson right yeah something like that yeah 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 potential potential at the 215 they drafted a defensive tackle fedarian mathis who i have no idea yeah, anything no about so I, I gotta go and hit the books for him but for the 334 which is i think their compensation pick or the comp, whatever their comp pick they yeah. selected running back brian robinson jr who's this really big like boulder <laughs> well i don't wait oh wait just kidding just kidding these are the commanders it's like so you have gibson you have jd mckissick and mm-hmm. you have another another guy so can't have I enough heard, running backs i guess i heard that the commander's game plan every year is to just grind you out and just win the time of possession all right very <laughs> unexciting way to win a game but you know dub's a dub the ron rivera way <laughs> Okay. Um, moving on to head coaches, new GMs. Nothing really happened outside of uh, upper management, but I don't really want to get into it. So um, <laughs> let's move on. Yep. 
Let's talk about some breakout players, though. For the NFL, I have Brian Robinson, actually. And you might be a little bit surprised because I was really high on Antonio Gibson. So you're like, why does this rookie matter? But it's because Antonio, I don't, Ron Rivera actually came out and said, like, I want to use all three running backs. Okay. And I don't like that at all, especially because Brian Robinson kind of brings a new dimension to the running game. He's like this boulder, so he's probably going to get the goal line carries, especially because Antonio Gibson had a fumbling problem, not going to lie. And he really couldn't convert on fourth down. So and his, like, uh, his pass catching snaps are basically going to JD McKissick. Even though he was an X wide receiver in Memphis. Again, I don't understand. I don't understand but, either. I made the mistake but, of drafting him last year. Never again. Never again. How about you? Do you have a breakout player for the NFL? Nope. Only fantasy. Got two guys for fantasy. Nice. Uh, I'll start us off. Go for it. Carson Wentz. Uh, I feel like me and you kind of give too much credit to this man sometimes. You were high on him last year when he was in Indy. Now I'm high on him again this year. I honestly think Carson Wentz is like that player that you can't trust in real life, but in fantasy, he'll make do. Yeah. As an, average, as an average guy. He'll make it work. He's not, he's not like a top five or anything, but like he'll, he, he'll sometimes sneak in top 12. Sometimes I wouldn't be surprised this year. Yeah. I feel like he has the he has the weapons and his offensive line won't be more given. Yeah. And I think the second guy, potentially Jahan Dotson, uh first round pick, a move that I feel kind of put Samuel on notice. Yeah. I mean it's like either get healthy, play better, or uh you're out. It really is. It really uh-huh. is. Four four three guy, and he has a chance to be the wide receiver too. His comparison coming out was like a Rashad Bateman, Allen Robinson. So I'm excited. Oh, perfect. The opposite of Terry McLaurin. The opposite of Terry McLaurin. I actually couldn't pick between the two, between Dotson and, and McLaurin. And I know that's kind of cheating, but I think at the very least, Dotson could be a top 30 wide receiver and McLaurin will be a top 12 to 15 wide receiver. Just because I think he was like outside the top 25 last year. Like he had a really down year. So that's that with Curtis Samuel just something to highlight it's the fact that you know, he was a top 25 wide receiver the last year he was healthy when he was with sam darnold right uh yes yes was it sam donald no, who was the quarterback no. before him teddy bridgewater with teddy bridgewater uh, well yes yes uh-huh so i mean there's potential there but i think john dodson's gonna steal his job that's a rip that's a big rip but that being said ryan do you think the commanders have a chance to win their division this year. Uh, probably no. Uh, probably no. Okay. They, they, they have a chance at a wild card, though. They have a chance at the wild card. I will also say no. And it's crazy because I just said the Giants have a chance. I think that the Daniel Jones upside is, high, is higher than Carson Wentz's upside. That's just me. I buy in on that. <laughs> Moving on, we got the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll also speed through this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a nine and eight record. They actually made it to the playoff, but Playoffs, excuse me, but got eliminated immediately by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first round. Ryan, in your opinion, what went right for this team? I guess what went wrong, if you want to talk about that too. Uh, Quickly, what went right? I think Nick Sirianni was not bad at all. He says questionable things, but I like him. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, did you hear he asked his players if they are fertilizing every day? And he, he said in the context of, are you growing and watering yourself every day? Are you getting better? And I'm like, okay, man. Okay. But maybe he's like two steps ahead of us. We don't know. 
Um, the offense, not bad. 12th in scoring, 25.5 points average per game. Uh, four-headed running back, uh, enough to basically make Kyle Shanahan or Mike McDaniel explode. You know, they literally have four guys they use. They let they led the league in yards per game. Uh, I think that's all that went right. Which is a lot, right? It's a lot. I think it's just what went wrong, though. I mean, statistically speaking, they're not bad. I think it's just potentially we need better play out of Jalen Hurts. Because when the run game mm-hmm. didn't work in that wild card game against Tampa, everything did not work. He was a little suspect. You watched yeah. that game, you're like, huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Like, <laughs> with how explosive Jalen Hurts is, like, you expect him to like be able to take over like a game every now exactly. and then, right? Yeah, or, yeah. He just did not do it. It was it was definitely rough. But I agree with you a thousand percent. I feel like nine and eight is like, hey, that's bare minimum. Jalen Hurts is either going to get you over that hurdle or you need to find a new quarterback. Yes. Because everything else is in place for you. I agree. I'm moving on to new additions, free agents, or new acquisitions. The big ones, I think we'll go in like descending order to ascending order. They signed Hassan Reddick and Kazir White for linebackers, which were really good. I think honestly, the Eagles had a really good like offseason because mm-hmm. they re-signed Derek Barnett and Fletcher Cox. They got James Bradbury, who was a really good cornerback, to play opposite of Darius Slay. And the big one is that they traded up or traded to go get AJ Brown, a true alpha wide receiver one. If he can stay healthy and not disappear during a game. Sorry, exactly. I, I always have to bring out the bets. <laughs> it's okay. It's but, but see, if you have AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, though, if AJ Brown goes down, theoretically, you drafted Devonta Smith last year to be the alpha one. Theoretically, that's that was the original. Yeah, so plan. it's more of like a Corey Davis and AJ Brown situation they had in Tennessee a while ago. A thousand percent, I agree with you there. Um, with that being said, we can move on to the draft action. Unless you want to talk about anything else about these acquisitions or moves are right, perfect. Go, go to the draft. Going to the draft, the 112, they got Jordan Davis, the best defensive tackle. Um, moving on to the 219, they drafted a center, Cameron Jurgens, who I heard a little bit about. He wasn't the best center coming out, but he was solid, which is why he came out in the second round. It was a need for them to replace Jason Kelsey when he does retire. And last but not least, at the 319, they got the Kobe team. And Ryan, I have hunches about interior linebackers. I knew Fred Warner was going to be good. I think the Kobe Dean's going to be good. Really? We'll see. Really we'll see in two years, two or three years, see if you're, <laughs> you, you're still good, if you still I have that so. in you. <laughs> well, that being said, we'll move on to some head coaches and new GMs. They did not change their front office in any way, shape, or form. So let's go talk about some breakout players. For me, it was Kobe Dean. I feel like that was kind of self-explanatory with that introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he's just a very explosive player. He can move around the field a lot, sideline to sideline. He has those Fred Warner traits, and that's why I like him. For NFL, uh, you're not going to like this, but hold your horses. I think Jalen, Jalen, uh, you know, Rieger, the, the guy we all <laughs> don't want to draft, I feel like this is his do-or-die year in year three, and he might break out just a tad because now he's the number three receiver. You know, less attention, you know, Spotlight's not on him. He gets to do his thing. He's been getting good praise from Sirianni. Potentially in the NFL, would I draft him? Hell no. But he might have a decent year in the NFL. Any comments? I just hope he does. Yeah, exactly. We're rooting for you. Fantasy football-wise, Kenneth Gainwell, maybe? Uh, I remember someone picking him up in our league late last season. 
Do you remember? Uh, I forgot who. I just know he was rostered late in the season. Yes, true, true. Uh-huh. Uh, PFF named him the best value pick of the 2021 draft. Uh, six TDs, over 500 yards. I, He's probably going to be in for a bigger role, but I I would say, to be cautious, do not expect wide receiver. Uh, sorry, running back one numbers or running back two numbers. He's like a solid flex or maybe like low end RB2. I think he's a premium handcuff. Wow, even lower. Okay. No, premium handcuff. Because I think, well, for me, because my fantasy football player was Miles Sanders. But when I'm saying that he's a premium handcuff, it's not like a like a knock to him. I just think that there's just too many mouths to feed. However, True. if one running back were to go down, his value shoots up a thousand True. percent for True. um for Kenneth Gainwell. But for Miles Sanders, I mean he was hurt all last year, and that's been his story, like pretty much every single season. However, comma, they run the ball so much. And yes, like you know, they stay, they feed four different mouths, but I think Miles Sanders is the one. He's been the most consistent. When he's on the field, he's the most explosive out of that out of that running back group. If he can just stay healthy, I feel like he's a really good value pick. Top 24 running back at the very least. And you could get him earlier or get him later. All right. Yeah. Okay. So do they have a chance to win the division? Yes, a thousand percent. Yeah, I said potentially. It, I went it's Jalen Hurts. It's Jalen Hurts. Yes, right? yes. Exactly. But I mean, like, they're what everything else, my goodness. Jalen Hurts just can't be the reason why they lose. He just can't throw games. But yeah, moving on to the last team. We have the Dallas Cowboys who went to 12 and 5. Ryan, I'm a little bit surprised at this record. I think they kind of outperformed given their roster. Their defense. It was their defense that really shined, to be honest with you. I think it's crazy because, like, we always talk about the Cowboys being this offensive juggernaut and to see their defense do really well. Micah Parsons in particular taking over games. Ryan, what went right? What went wrong in terms of things that maybe I didn't mention just right there? Uh, Or just to dive in a little deeper to what you said, Dan Quinn, you hire him. You go from 28th in points allowed to seventh allowed. Uh, Trayvon Diggs is another guy with his interceptions. Uh, It's like good, but like low key, like it's very risky play from him, you know? Because to get that many interceptions, you have to, you know, also miss a lot as well. That's true. That's true. Just saying. So it's very risky play, but that got them to, I think, number one in forced turnovers in the league. But that's whatever. Um, another thing that went right, I think Kellen Moore, so good that other teams supposedly wanted him to be their head coach, mm-hmm. but nothing really materialized from there where there's smoke. There is a fire, though. Um, what went bad? They go to the playoffs and they lose early on. What's really new with the Cowboys there? Um, and I think. <laughs> I'll admit it. We shouldn't have one. <laughs> Sorry. And, and Zeke. I, I, I think Zeke is not the answer. Hurts to say, but Tony Pollard is cheaper and does fine in his place. I have a stat for you, too, to back it up. Okay. Okay. Pollard, 130 attempts for 719 yards. That's a 5.5 average. Zeke, 4.2 average. 237 attempts. So he did have almost 100 more for a thousand yards just over a thousand i see i I think they could do without tony pollard save the money do something better with the money i can see that i can see that but i feel like i feel like we're just gonna have like a nick chubb kareem hunt situation here so oh okay that works too which is unfortunate for fans how's that working out for the browns though pretty good but i i just feel like 
okay, maybe they have other issues. They they have plenty of issues, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all rest is on your quarterback play. A thousand percent. So with that being said, though, I feel like I feel like they're two-headed giant in terms of like their two-headed monster for running back could work in fantasy football. That's just me. Uh, moving on to some new additions, free agency. They really didn't do anything super flashy, like in terms of like signing a big free agent that they didn't have to like retain. It was really just Dante Fowler. They really re-signed Leighton Vander Ash, Demarcus Lawrence, Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz signed his franchise tag, and they signed James Washington. That's pretty much all they did in free agency. And then the much. draft, they they kept all three of their picks, which I, which I think is the first team to keep all three of their picks so far. The 124, the 224, and the 324. They drafted Tyler Smith in the first, Sam Williams in the second, and Jalen Tolbert in the third they don't have any sort of head coach or GM moves. So with that being said, Ryan, in terms of breakout players, who do you have breaking out in Dallas? No one in the NFL. So you can wow. kick us off with that. Dante Fowler. Oh, the, that's a, he's new, right? First year yes. there? Yeah. First year there. I think that they have, they have DeMarcus Lawrence. They have Micah Parsons. Like you can't contain those three. two plus Dante Fowler. Exactly. Someone's going to break loose. And I think it's going to be, okay. I think Dante Fowler is going to have a better year than he's had before. Okay. For fantasy, I got Tony Pollard. I take him with okay. no hesitation. This is my wow. big boy move. I take him, even though he's behind Zeke on the depth chart. And the second guy, not really a breakout, but I think he'll do even better. CD Lamb nice might pick. have a really, really good fantasy year. I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's yeah. just him and Michael Gallup. James Washington from the Steelers is a third guy. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Has to be him. I think Jalen Tolbert might actually jump James Washington. That's just me, though. I'm going back, circling to your Tony Pollard thing. I know we're kind of running out of time, but I just have this question. Okay, fourth round, you drafting Tony Pollard? Asking you a question. For, oh, 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 fourth round. Well, are you drafting would Tony I? Pollard? Yeah. I thought there was a second part to yeah. it. I thought that was a setup. Uh, no, I would not in the fourth. Okay, Kareem Hunt or Tony Pollard? Kareem Hunt. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Who? Um, C.E.H. or Tony Pollard? Tony Pollard. Melvin Gordon or Tony Pollard? Oh, Tony Pollard. Okay. I don't like that split they have in Denver. I don't know. Josh Jacobs or Tony Pollard? Josh Jacobs. Um, who else? Saquon Barkley or Tony Pollard? Oh, Tony Pollard. Antonio Gibson or Tony Pollard? Tony Pollard. Oh, Tony Pollard. After we just talked about Gibson, <laughs> Pollard, hundred percent. I'm trying to think of man has fumbling Ooh. issues, can't pass catch. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Travis Etienne, James Robinson, or Tony Pollard? Rank those three. Oh, rank. Yeah, rank those. Three. That's the last question. That's the last question. I just want to know where you where you value Tony Pollard. I think I would do Travis Etienne. Nice. Number one, uh-huh. Tony Pollard, and then James Robinson. Okay. Makes sense. I think I would have done the same thing. Interesting. Okay. 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 Nice. So you got him like as a like a like a low RB2 flex. Yeah. Is what I'm, is what I'm getting at. Uh, I dig it. I, I, I do too, actually. I think that's a very comfortable range for Tony Pollard. Moving on though, um, do they have a chance to win the division this year? 
Yes, they're the best mediocre team out there. Uh, the best mediocre. Yeah, um, my Raiders beat them last year. Like they're they're very mediocre, but very good at being mediocre. I love how you're like they're very mediocre as they as they only lost five games as your one as your one twenty percent of their losses went to the Raiders in a close game a close game you're out here thinking that the Raiders blew them out blew them out of the still water. choking still choking <laughs> still choking. Um, with that being said as we close the book for the NFC East Ryan it's tradition how are you going to stack the NFC East? This upcoming year, we'll start from reverse order. Bottom, who is right. your fourth team? Yes, who do you the think commanders? Is you got the commanders fourth. I have the right. commanders going fourth. Nice. Uh, at three, I got the Giants. I have the Giants going at three, and then Eagles, Ooh. Cowboys. Oh, so Cowboys, Eagles. Cowboys, Eagles. I'm going Cowboys, Eagles this year. I think the Eagles are going to the division. You are literally betting your house on Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I would. There's only one man left. You have to. You have to. You probably you believe in him be more good. than Nick Sirianni does. I probably do. <laughs> okay. They, they are literally. They literally have the draft capital to move up in the draft next year because they may not believe in Jalen Hurts. I'm all in. That 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 is great. If only you coached the Eagles. Oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that's all I had for all right. NFC East. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. And hopefully you learned one more thing or two about the NFL. Share the podcast with your friends and follow us on Twitter at That's the T2020. We'll catch you guys again next week when we do the same thing for the AFC South. And that's the T. And that's the T. Take care, Take y'all. Take care, y'all.